What happens when board games go bad? <clears throat> Excuse me, sorry about that. We're talking Jumanji on today's. We're not affiliated with Netflix. Welcome to KidFlix, the podcast where adults try to definitively rank every kid's movie ever made. I'm your host, Ross Wiseman, and this show is not for kids, so turn this off and conjure up scary childhood memories. Um, so this is uh, week two. I forgot how I introduced it already, but this is, uh, we're doing kind of a mini theme month where we're, uh, it's Pride Month, it's June, so we're interviewing uh, some queries uh, <laughs> that I know. And so this this query uh, uh, I've known them for a little while. They are part of uh, the improv team's uh, daddy issues, mm-hmm. as well as low-hanging fruit. Uh, actually, uh, their teammate is uh, Katie from last week's episode, but give it up. It's Kai Bobby. Hey, everybody. Hello, Kai. Thanks so much for coming on. Hi. I, I remember I, fr- I friended you on Facebook a while ago just because I thought, oh, they're interesting. I am. I'm fascinating. I, so, yeah, you have, you have, very, you have like, uh, cool hair and that's i'm jealous because uh i can my hair grows up not like well, down or they, out. they can't say it but let me just take it down real quick yeah, yeah. and just and really just show it <laughs> off <laughs> uh no thanks this is actually uh five months faded and i'm still getting compliments oh do you, yeah it's been five months since you since i got it yeah because okay, i mean i guess i can see like i don't know root i don't know what the term is roots are like i can see some more of the brown coming through but it's it's still like bright i'll get my money's worth out of it that's for sure. <laughs> uh i like that for uh for a big part of it yeah um i shouldn't promote uh products but i'm gonna do it arctic monkey get it <laughs> no i like i like Wait, it. are they the people like the same people that make the music oh did i just say arctic monkey you did oh that's a band uh yeah. <laughs> arctic fox <laughs> forgot about them they are a band uh, yeah. Off to a great start. <laughs> yeah, I know. We're killing it. We're doing great. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, uh, I'm trying to even remember what we were talking about. We were talking about just uh, kind of general queerness before we started, because mm-hmm. this is uh, Pride Month uh, that this is being released in. And, yeah, we're it's uh, it's nice. 2019, we're kind of seeing more of, uh, not complications necessarily, but more like a sophistication and uh, elaboration on, like, oh, what it means to be attracted to somebody. No, the alphabet soup uh, that is like the chaos ball of acronyms that's supposed to encompass all this gender and sexuality is like, yeah, it's getting, the the gray areas are getting very interesting um, and having uh, the language to define it is uh, sometimes challenging. Uh, yeah, like, sure. I mean, you'll, you you can hear me, I'm trying very hard to like, because I mean, you know, I, 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 I am gay, I've, I, I identified as bisexual in like high school, but the language has changed so drastically in the past couple of years to be more trans inclusive. And now that's kind of a thing that I'm realizing like, Oh, I have not been, or I just like completely unaware of it. Yeah. No, I've seen like a lot of, uh, like, well, as a non-binary person, I'm not a big fan of like binary ways of thinking. It stresses me out. Ooh. So, uh, I've seen a lot of stuff where it's like, well, if you are, you know, like there was one where it's like, if, you're in a relationship and you identify as a cis woman and you identify as a lesbian and you're in a relationship with um, someone that is, uh, you know, recently uh, came out as non-binary and was AFAB, um, that if you use the term lesbian to describe yourself, that that is inherently transphobic and that you are like, a, you know, basically, you know, not cool and a bad person yeah. and stuff. So 
my brain, and this is my hot take, uh, when it comes down to language and it comes down to identity, it feels like I, I, that was like a big, I saw that clicking and circulating and going everywhere. Um, but for, for my mind, it's like the language that you use with you and your partner and like whether or not it's problematic, it feels like a more of a personal thing in my opinion. Yeah. Um, but I like that these conversations are happening. It's just, I feel like there's a lot of, um, I don't know, uh, as someone who's quote unquote in the chaos of that, uh, <laughs> it's, there's a lot of people coming out real hot, real mad and very much so this means this and this means this. And there's not a lot of like holding the brakes to talk about it. Yeah. And I mean, I, at least for me, what I've seen and digested to me, the kind of touching on what you said is that like, it, it, I think it's a struggle right now because it's, we're getting the realization that there isn't like one definitive answer. And I think like partly of what some people are having trouble with, with these new terms and ideas, relatively speaking, is that, yeah, like, all these ideas and words that we thought made sense for everybody suddenly are not. Right. I mean, it's like when selling somebody, you know, wow, um, I love you. I love you means something so different to everybody else. I mean, mm-hmm. like everything, um, I don't know, I don't know about you, but growing up, for me at least, I had a very possessive understanding of what love meant, and it was very, like, rooted in, like, we're going to complete each other. Yeah. Um, and that's not exactly my favorite way to look at these things. Uh, yeah, like, I, well, I my... Uh, my ex-boyfriend a couple times early on in our relationship, um, he would like, because uh, he, he was, he liked to, you know, go to clubs and I didn't. And so like, it would be, he would be like kind of drunk and be like, oh my God, like, I love you. And I don't know if he remembers that, but it's just like, I kind of also hold that love thing. Like I can do friendly, like, oh, like you're my friend. I love you. But still, if I'm dating somebody, I will not say I love you until I'm like, I think I feel right, and that's particular to you because like what it means to somebody else is always going to be like I I've, I've been with my partner for uh, um, three years or so. Jeez, um, yeah, <laughs> two years of it being long distance. Jack, if you're listening, I miss the shit out of you. Uh, it's so cool. I'm moving to go move in with them in a couple months, so it's going to be great. Um, but Wait, are you moving or are they moving? I'm moving. I'm moving to go live with them in Minneapolis. Uh, Ooh, yeah, very very exciting. Very very <laughs> nerve wracking. I have to leave my daddy issues group in this wonderful stand up. I mean like improv community and it's just it's exhausting so let's not talk about that too much um hey, if, if you're if you're <laughs> a listener and you're, if you're a listener and you're in the minneapolis area <sighs> please please <laughs> be my friend please <laughs> be my friend <laughs> uh, message us on on twitter and we'll give you kai's personal information uh <laughs> no but what, what i'm what i'm trying to get at is that like um like I know that the way that I say I love you and what they assume that to be is cannot mean the same thing as what I actually feel it to be or what I you know find it to be, um, and the way that they hear that's going to mean something differently. So it's just like, wow, I'm always finding weird parallels. Um, it's like when somebody checks in with me as someone who's like non-binary and is like assigned male at birth. They're like, oh, I said dude, is dude okay? When I say yeah, it is for me, I'm only speaking for myself. <laughs> yeah, and it, well, like, it's great that you say it is for me. Right, it is for me. So I think it's always great to check in because, like, in your situation, yeah, I love you might have a particular weight based off of your entire lived experience. Yeah, I also, if it's an awkward situation, I will make a lot of jokes and be like, hey, I'll do like a weird voice. Do you do the thing where you uh, lessen the blow of something by doing a silly voice, like, hey, I love you? Are you suggesting that I would use uh, comedy as a tactic to defuse a stressful situation? Yeah, I would... what do you think we're both doing? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. Yeah. No, I <laughs> I don't know. I I constantly am fascinated by language and always adamant to try to like break down with people, especially when I'm trying to develop uh authentic and sincere relationships. Like, what does this mean to you? Um, you know, even 
Jeez, as a polyamorous person, like going out on like dates and stuff, it's like cool. Or you know, I I had one recently where it was really great because I'm normally not so straight up, and they just blew me away with just like, so you looking for short term, looking for long term? What are you looking for? What do you need? And I was just getting like kind of right to business. Yeah. Um, but then we broke down like, what does that mean to you? Um, what does partnership mean to you? You know, because it's now, really interesting to yeah. lay it all out on the line like that. Like I I occasionally will do that. Like I'm on Grinder right now, and it's just like. I actually think I saw you there on Grinder the other day. And you did. And you. Didn't, I didn't say hi. I'm sorry. Yeah, you got. You got to tap and hold the fire symbol so it makes a hi. Don't, don't give me a, a, a little devil horn. Um, but yeah, it's like I. I've been talking to this guy for a couple days, and we've been like kind of flirty and stuff. But I just kind of laid out online, like, look, I'm recently out of a relationship right now, so like, I, I, it's just nice to talk to somebody right now. Yeah. But like, sorry if like, like I don't. I hope like I'm not giving you weird vibes right now. Uh, and then you can listen to last week's episode to hear my oh, plight with a sugar daddy. Uh, that needs to be a book. <laughs> the, plight, a plight with, a sugar, a, with a sugar daddy. It's definitely a picture book. Uh, my sugar daddy and me. Uh, and clarifying, I didn't. I did not go out with the sugar daddy. I just been talking with one, and it's uh, hashtag weird. 2019. Do what you want. Yeah. Live your life. Get get weird. Have some Speaking fun. of 2019, 50 years ago. <laughs> A yeah. little boy. Your segues are so good. <laughs> a little boy named Alan. Uh, that's his name. Uh, yeah, Alan Parrish uh, got sucked into the game Jumanji. I believe is it. Sh- I, I found this only because of a blooper. I believe it's Alan Shiloh. I'm making up. The, I could be wrong about the middle name. Sh- there, they, I watched it this morning. There's no not, way it's Shiloh. Oh no, okay, it's not Shiloh. I don't know. It's something ridiculous. Shiloh LaBeouf. Um, <laughs> that's what it is. <laughs> wait, I'm looking on the on Wikipedia to see if there is anybody named Shiloh. Uh, there is not. Um, <laughs> don't worry about it. Okay. Uh, so, so uh, yeah, you you chose Jumanji. Tell us a little bit about your relationship to Jumanji. Uh, Jumanji was, um, it's weird. This is a weird connection to it. So, uh, back in the day when I was a small being, my family used to go, I'm from New Hampshire. We'd go camping, right? Uh, but we did that New Hampshire, uh, that New Hampshire, that New Hampshire <laughs> camping uh, where you bring a trailer and uh, your parents would just get drunk in the woods. Wow. Um, and you would play your Nintendo 64 on the TV that's inside <laughs> the camper. Uh, but when I wasn't playing Nintendo 64, I was watching a lot of just like the same old movies over and over again. Yeah, because you had like the, did you have the, you had the classic uh, like 11 inch TV that had the VHS slot in yeah, it? Yeah, that's, oh, that's, that's all you get. That and, you know, like we, I didn't get to bring the whole, you know, rack of movies with me. So it was just kind of whatever we had in the actual uh, camper itself. Mm-hmm. And it was, you know, the go-tos. Actually, I just saw on your, in here, Mrs. Doubtfire was in there as well. Yes. We watched that a lot. Um, definitely watched uh, this a lot. This um, this movie definitely was one that like I just kept doing it over and over and over again. Um, I would actually in so many movies I feel like you find that one part that you watch over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, my go to entire in this movie that I connect to every time is the part uh, where like they scare the shit out of Sarah Whittle when like at her door and she falls down. She's like, "Oh my god, what's happening?" And the little kid uh, Peter just goes. You killed her. And I actually didn't watch the movie so much as over and over again. I would literally put the movie in to watch that part. That's, that's wild. Because, like... I'm a weird person. Because I, <laughs> I, I get, after a certain point, like, oh, all these, like, crazy chaos sequences kind of get old. But out of any part of the movie... Yeah. I don't know. Something about, like, his face. The little, like, little Peter uh, Shepard's um, face. He's just... Yeah. That kid is so cute. 
It's weird. <laughs> yeah, I I loved when he became a monkey. I was like, this this kid is a cute, a good looking monkey. Oh, which yeah. is a weird sentence. <laughs> um, <laughs> wait, so so you so you uh, raised in New Hampshire. So did apparently like the, oh yeah, this area is like a tourist destination. They still have like props from the movie up. I have been there. I can't say anything necessary about the props, uh, but I was there uh, and I saw like the memorial because they put one up uh, for Robin passing. Uh, where like the in the movie, there's a like a, a shot in town where like they have the, the parish logo like on a side. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's so that's of. yeah, that's in Keene, New Hampshire. Um, I know that I forget that it starts with a B. Is it Bratford or something like that? For um, I think where that like yeah, where the Brad, town is where Brant, they're from. Brantford. Brantford. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I don't know why they didn't just say it was. I don't know why they needed to be Brantford. They could have just said it was Keene and been like, hey, it's Keene. Um, but yeah, no, it's... Uh, well, Brant- Brantford is the name of a city in uh, Ontario. Oh. Because I think they did still film some stuff in Toronto. So maybe and... they just combined things? Like, yeah, that works. Yeah. Huh. Uh, whatever, they're weird. Um, uh, but so, so like, you would you would occasionally, you know, go by and... Uh, I mean, I'm from... See what's what. I'm from Manchester, uh, so not getting to Keene too Ooh. much, but I did have some... Um, Friends of friends who like went to school there, so I went there a couple times. Um, in back in my bro years, uh, pulling back to being queer, it's fun. The many shades of uh, really toxic dudes you get to try on, make sure that you can suppress all that stuff. Um, and I, could, I, I did I a lot of partying, like hardcore bro and keen. God, I could never pull off mask. Like I, like I mean, I'm not. I the the issue that I experience is like I'm not particularly. Fat, like I'm pretty like down the middle, just kind of like, uh, like I say in my stand up that I'm like the Google image result for like just quirky white guy. <laughs> That's okay. I want to try it. <laughs> and it. Like there's no real like clean cut like community name for that in, in uh, gay culture. We can come up with an animal for that one. I'm sure. Uh, listen. <laughs> like a lemur. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I'm a lemur. We can make it a thing. Uh, but yeah, like I, I, I I'll like if I want to try to seem like more manly or something, I'll like. Bring my voice down like five percent to be like, hey, yeah, what's going on? And that's about as far as it goes. I wish I wasn't so good at being a chameleon and like just blending in. <laughs> I think it comes from like bartending and also like probably being a full time Lyft driver to be like, cool. You need me to be this person right now in order to get a tip out of you? Sure, I can do that <laughs> for you, no problem. Uh, it's a little harder with the you know the the, the undercut and the, sure. and the color hair. Not everybody's buying that. Like, sup, bro? You know, like I, that vibe's kind of gone. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is a bit. Yeah. <laughs> But no, back back in uh, back once upon a time, I definitely had like the pop collar, the chin strap. Uh, oh, oh yeah, no. I held my buddies and pointed at them in photographs where we held like you know um, I don't know it was Keystone Light back in the day probably yeah I don't oh. know but yeah uh, a little bit of time hey, hey, hanging out in you're that not region. there anymore you're doing okay. no I know I'm I'm oh my god I'm so much happier and freer and um, yeah yay being queer yay not like just yeah woo. <laughs> <laughs> So exhausting. Kai, Kai sunk in, uh, into their chair. Oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so uh, we, I feel like you and I are, we both kind of have mixed feelings about this movie. Like, I yeah. I think altogether I feel a little bit more positively about it than you do because you also told me that you watched all three. So you watched mm-hmm. uh, Jumanji, yep. uh, Jumanji 2 with uh, like Dwayne Johnson, Kevin Hart that came out, and yep. also Zathura, the spiritual sequel. <sighs> To uh, Jumanji, I, I did. I sat down, watched them back to back to back. Uh, shout out to Jim O'Donnell for getting through that with me. Um, I mentioned the idea, and he would jumped right on board. It's like, yes, this is exactly what we're going to do with uh, one of our evenings. Um, yeah, 
marathons watching all three back to back to back was really uh challenging i definitely got burnt out on the last one for sure um <laughs> it was i it's so weird i i think am i allowed to say which one i like the most and we good yeah. to talk about that already uh i think i i got persuaded to realize that zathura i think is my preferred movie wow of all of them i know uh i don't know if that's necessarily a hot take uh the new the newest one didn't really click with me. I mean, it had some... I don't get the yeah. whole video game thing. Uh, they, I mean, I, I don't know if we're going to ruin it for a few people, but I mean, like, the basic Not thing is... Ago, yeah, well, it's fine. You know, the kid in uh, 1996 just, you know, got the game uh, or got the board game or found the board game and was like, this is lame. Who plays board games? I like video games. So the game was like, well, fuck you then. I'll be a video game. It turns... And it turns... Yeah. What? Yeah. So it, it's a really sure whatever plot thing. Um, That's wild. Like, I... They make it work. Yeah. It'd be interesting if they did kind of a Zathura thing where they're like, it's it's just like a Jumanji video game. Like, yeah. just kind of owning up. Like, okay, that wouldn't really work right now, so let's do yeah. a different thing. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it was still entertaining. Um, I mean, I... <laughs> met some of maybe other uh, listeners may have you know <laughs> hey it's june we're talking about queer stuff kevin hart is a very interesting thing to also watch right now uh for that movie oh, so that yeah. was i was like oh great someone that i'm not really pumped about but they're in a movie and fuck they're making me laugh because that happens uh overall I, I mean i did laugh like jack black was absolutely Seeing jack black jack black is still so good yeah he's very talented like, in what he does and i i I like that he's like matured slightly, but he's like he's still doing the same kind of stuff because mm-hmm. it works. I'm ready for him to like, I don't know, like he is kind of like yeah, like kind of. Um, I just see him ready to be like da 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 da, like all the time. Like he just seems like he's ready to go to like do a show. Um, I wonder what it's like to just like sit with that man and just like I don't know, make a salad together, something chill, like just. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think out of the the cast for the second one, like he's definitely the closest to Robin Williams. Like obviously nobody can be Robin. But I mean oh, out that's of wild, yeah. But out of that cast, like he has like the most unique like charisma where it's yeah. like he knows what he can play and he does it perfectly. Yeah. Oh actually it's kinda of funny. I almost could see I would have loved to see in the original Jumanji with Jack Black as Robin Williams instead. He's like <laughs> Uh, He's like, I've been trapped for <laughs> how many years? Yeah, well, I mean, I actually found out it was supposed... It were not supposed to be. At one point, the top, uh, at the top of the oh, list... Oh, I have the whole was, list. Did you find out? Do you know who it was? Okay. I have so many oh. people... Oh, I don't want to take your job away from you, Ross. Hit well, me. Well, okay, so, <laughs> so here's just a list of some of the people that nearly played uh, Alan Parrish, which eventually went to Robin Williams. We got Tom Hanks, Dan Aykroyd, Chevy Chase, Kevin Costner, Sean Connery, wow. Harrison Ford, Mel Gibson, Michael Keaton... Bill Paxton, Brian Cranston, and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Wow. All of those I want to see. They need to make all of them now. <laughs> like, I, I think out of all of them, I feel like probably like Dan Aykroyd or Michael Keaton, I feel. I was actually, yeah, was when you said Michael Keaton, I could see that actually working. Um, I can't see Brian Cranston being. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse, we need to play Jumanji. Yeah, no, exactly. Just, that's actually, no, that's, they're making that new Breaking Bad movie. That's actually all it is. This is just making another Jumanji. Yo, Mr. White, you tell me we gotta finish the game and all these <laughs> monkeys will go away? Oh, man, I haven't gotten to bust out my uh, Breaking Bad jokes in like four years. This feels great. <laughs> Oh, man, welcome to the jungle, am I right? I'm glad we can um, help. 
Yeah, uh, I mean, I this movie also, Jumanji itself appeals to me a lot because I'm a big uh, board game fan in general. Like, there's... Uh, I've to play. Hell yeah. I mean, have you been to the board game restaurant that's like four blocks from me? <sighs> no, I'm mad at myself. I've lived here for almost two years, and... Like, and you're about to be gone. Yeah, no, I will go. My yeah. uh, my roommate Nate and I we constantly uh, all about the board game. So it's yeah. I mean, why not just go spend money to do it at somebody else's How place? You, well, <laughs> I mean, it's it's five bucks for two and a half hours. Okay, that's so it's bad. more just like uh, okay, you just and like obviously you can pay for like drinks and food and stuff. Um, but I, yeah, I love games. So kind of this, you know, I I kind of felt happy watching this movie. Like, and I hated when 1969 Sarah said, I quit playing board games five years ago. Like, shut up, you're thir- You're like a 12-year-old kid. Right. Yeah, actually, yeah, that is, uh, that is rather weird. Like, it's more, I, when I was that age, I stopped, like, wanting to play board games with my parents, but, like, right. I still, then again, I was, like, with, a, you know, the indoor kid crowd, so we would play <laughs> video games or board games. Yeah, no, video games or board games uh, were definitely a good... Uh, actually, I still I was one of those people that still did that with their family. Like, we did game nights. Oh, yeah, uh, we occasionally... Well, my family, we did uh, Margarita Monopoly, which was we would make margarita margaritas and play Monopoly, as you could tell from the title. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I was definitely young, and my brother just told me, like, yeah, we didn't put tequila in that. You were a kid. You were just drinking margarita mix, yeah. yeah I'm pretty sure that... I'm pretty sure, though, that, like, they all, like, put in their drinks, though. Because, like, I could not be an adult and just drink margarita mix. I gotta say, I'm so happy I listened to your 100th episode with uh, your parents. Oh, yeah, you know the context yeah, of yeah. who because I Because now I have, like, an hour of listening to you <laughs> and talking to your parents. So, I'm, I honestly, like, I, I just, my brain went to a happy place because I just know that's delightful. Yeah, well, I mean, I'll, I'll plug it. This Saturday, uh, June 15th, my dad and I are going to be performing Your Dad is Funny at Good Good Comedy. Yes. And I am terrified. Oh, don't be. Are you kidding me? Dad? I've done it twice with my mom and it was fun but scary i have no idea what is going to be in store from for me and my dad well dad's gonna be a wild card <laughs> yeah. i mean he helped my mom write her stand-up so i'm assuming that like, he's a writer he knows how to write so i'm hoping uh that he he pulls some punches and goes nuts i'm gonna put it out into the universe that it's gonna be not only a great show but the best show in the history uh, of shows let's hope for too much it. pressure too much pressure. i wonder because <laughs> i i got into a car accident a little while ago and uh he like is the most i felt like i was being talked down to by a parent in years oh yeah. he's like i'm not look i'm a little angry at the car but i'm glad that you're okay i'm like god <laughs> stop it i was like shrinking oh <laughs> I miss. I want a light kind of. I'm disappointed in you. I haven't had one of those in a hot minute. You know what? You're not missing much. I'm gonna throw a party at my parents' house. Yeah. <laughs> Someone sh- uh, swung from the chandelier. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna install one just so I can swing from it. Good idea. You'll be like, I love see you, mom. Uh, <laughs> so Jumanji. <laughs> Sorry. It I mean, took spe- me a minute. Speaking of ruined houses. Oh my god. Wow. These these. Uh, <sighs> Transitions are just coming and going. No, no, it really is. They they destroy that house. And I think that kind of stuff used to be still kind of fun to me as a kid. As an adult, I'm like, oh, that is so... If I see a spill in a movie, I'm like, no! <laughs> like, I dusted my room for the first time in months the other day, and it took me so long, and I was like, I can't believe that I let it get to this place. You're just feeling really bad. You're like, when not Nora gets back, she's going to be so pissed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, everyone's favorite from Frasier, Lilith. Oh, jeez. Yeah, I... 
that was all I was thinking the entire, the entire time. Movie. I was oh like, yeah, yeah. it's it's hard not to see certain people. I mean, I literally well, also, I couldn't. That, not... She played that character for like fifteen years at least. Right. Okay, that's totally fair. Yeah. No, I mean, I couldn't help. No, I mean, I didn't know. You know, she wasn't in Spider Man yet, but I couldn't be like, oh, Kirsten. Kirsten uh, oh, oh, it said Kirsten Dunst. Kirsten, Kirsten Dunst. Am I doing? I think wrong? it's Kirsten. It's Kirsten. Yeah. Oh, because I'm thinking about Kristen Stewart, who's in Zathura, mixing it up. Uh, but yeah, Kirsten Dunst, I couldn't be like, oh yeah, cool. Like, that's, why am I to- totally blank- blank- blanking on what that character's name is? Um, Mary Jane? Glad you're here. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I thought that when she came on screen, because I didn't realize that that was her. Oh yeah. Uh, but I mean, I, yeah, I completely forgot about <sighs> her. There's also a weird bit the entire movie where she was just like lying about how her parents died. Yeah, uh, that really, she, at one point, uh, like the... Which she's she's in a monologue, yeah. To the realtor, yeah, yes. Um, she, yeah, she, she terrified me. This, this whole movie's dark. Like so many dark points. Um, yeah, this was like a movie that we, I think, we would play at camp every so often because it's like, oh, it's late at night and this is like exciting or whatever. But yeah, it's a uh, lot of stakes. People are being paralyzed by uh, like jungle mosquitoes. Yeah. Yeah, no, there's, uh, like, so much, um, emotional torture, like, uh... Yeah, well, I mean, um, <laughs> what's her name? Bonnie Hunt. Oh, I feel for her, yeah. She's, yeah. she's had the rough go. I mean, 26 years of, uh, well, basically being gaslit, because nobody, un- like, understands her reality to be true, yeah. because it is! Um, I can't imagine what that's like. I mean, I guess, if that's what happens to you, become a psychic? Oh, yeah! <laughs> that's, that's what I would do. Um, that's... <laughs> but also, a weird choice, because, so, I mean, you could probably speak to New Hampshire more than I can, but in, like, 30 years, this, like, bustling suburb becomes, like, a decrepit hellhole mm-hmm. uh, because of the shoe factory closing. And when I think of New Hampshire, I'm like, I don't know, foliage, and that's really it? Like, yeah, no, that's fair. There are so many comically stereotypical homeless people that are just like, hey, <sighs> yeah. They wow yeah well they they did some things right uh, <laughs> oh no yeah sadly uh, yeah I mean it's weird I've been away from New Hampshire for you know over eleven years now um, and I've been one of the many fortunate adults to be able to block out most of their adolescence so I really don't have too much of a locked memory of what it's like um, but and and being from a major city I didn't really see like the smaller cities and the effects that could happen if a big company like that did shut down yeah. Um, but you I mean that yeah that totally happens because right? well, okay, like you think of like because this I mean this is ninety five so this is like right around the whole like when Detroit kind of uh, was being fucked over by the Ford comp- company so I they clearly drew from that and it's just yeah yeah you you close down the hospitals every local shop shuts down and then you open up the psychic stores so that's yeah <laughs> that's what you do that's what, the great depression filled with just like bootleggers and psychics the yeah. two things that <laughs> that's all that you are need. recession proof uh, then you're fine no one no one asked her to predict like why didn't you predict that this would all turn to shit yeah um there's also like uh it's weird seeing david allen greer because i always forget that he's a person that he's in this yes i do i forget about david allen Greer. his like too. least silly role by 17 miles what this role yeah okay I mean, Carl's pretty silly. Like, future Carl. I mean, soul man. But (laughs) that's one thing, but... But, like, I mean, he's down to earth. Because, I mean, I'm thinking of, like, every Wayans Brothers movie that he's been in. And he is 
insane in all of them. Good point, good point. Uh, and also, hey, it's Pride, oh, yeah. it's Pride Month, and we can't forget his infamous character where he's just, like, a gay guy. In what? In Living Color. That was, like, that. a recurring sketch. It was him and Damon Wayans, I believe it was Damon, they were just, like, gay film reviewers. Oh. And they were just, like, very 90s gay of just, like, we have, uh, like, uh, <laughs> lavender fabrics. And we're like, ooh, I can't believe, or something like that. I love that that's a category. 90s gay. Yeah, ladies, you know exactly <laughs> yeah, what I know, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. No, uh, David Anglier is probably, uh, I said this and I'll say it again, probably my favorite character in that entire movie. Uh, I, I put him up there. I mean, yeah. there aren't that many characters. Yeah, and I mean, uh, well, there's a hell, that was a point that we realized while watching all of these. There is a hell of a lot of characters in the original Um Jumanji, uh, and then you go to like Zathura, which we watch right afterwards, where there's like literally four or five characters. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, there was a there was a lot of people. They had a lot of extras and everything in Jumanji. Uh, that's a big major picture. Yeah, I, I mean, and it it killed at the box office, and they made like oh, fake Jumanji <laughs> games that you could buy in the store. Oh yeah. Well, actually, I think you know that makes me that reminds me. This is my biggest gripe with the movie. The game Jumanji sucks. Well, I never played it. Is it really that bad? I've never played, but just like looking at how it works in the movie, I'm like, this is like Candyland. It's just you yeah. move and shit happens to you. Like, there's no strategy at all. Like, yeah, if if they did it now, we're like, uh, see, I would do. Ooh, they need to do like an Escape the Room kind of vibe with it now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I want I want to be able to experience the I did the gym, that kind of stuff. But you're right, it's boring. You're like, nothing's flying out of the game. I'm very much so safe right now, and I don't like that. Yeah, the game is just- <laughs> The game is just like, okay, we're going to throw a line at you now. Yeah, cool. I did look it up, and they did make a VR experience for Jumanji 2, and everybody apparently hated it. That was really bad. Apparently it was terrible. I feel like we're, we're coming up to a point now where we can do that kind of stuff, and now that we're all adults with the money to buy the VR and do the stuff, well... Yeah, not all yeah. Us, but yeah, I I'm I'm kind of all in on VR now. Oh, I, I played like three different like puzzle game VRs, and they're fantastic. Like, have you played the bomb one? Uh, like, don't... It's, it's in my house. Uh, because... I can't think of what it's called. Uh, everybody like nobody moves and everybody doesn't die or something like that. I just, it's called don't fuck up. Um, it's <laughs> it is one of those things that says, uh, I'm very happy. Thank you, roommate, who bought it because uh, I couldn't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it is. That is amazing. It's super weird to be inside that thing. I've been mostly playing um, Beat Saber and like. Oh, I tried yeah, yeah, yeah. Beat Saber. I'm doing that one. Um, yeah, it's like I thought, and I think the more conventional games, like my friend had like a Batman VR game, and that I hated because it's just like I was moving around a lot and it was very disorienting. But the ones where it's just like you're in one place or you're in like this yeah. crazy, clearly not reality reality. Yeah. Like, Beat Saber. Yeah, no, that that one's great. I, I love being able to just look around. I, I think I think I know the one you're talking about because I, I did have uh, a friend like come a over. Manual. And yeah, and they're just trying to like, they're in a, a room problem solving. Like, I, I like, yeah. that's really fun. I think that's a really cool way to go about that. I think put that with a lot of our favorite, like, old-timey classic movies and you like, that's what we want to yeah, do. If, like, if, I think, that, no, I think make, you touched on it. Jumanji <laughs> as an escape room makes so much sense. <laughs> make a National Treasure VR. Um, and Ooh. I just want Nick Cage's voice through the whole time. Like, when you talk, it goes through the TV, but <laughs> but filtered to be Nick Cage's voice. <laughs> I mean, it's wild. it's wild. Like, we're in Philadelphia, and it's crazy that there isn't more national treasure stuff. I feel like the city is, like, the historical society is like, we don't want to like, dampen it with that movie that's just kind of silly, but it's like, you know, lean into it a little bit. Like, have, kind of like how there's Jack the Ripper tours in London. Like, it's kind of bullshit, but, like, 
lean into it a little bit. Lean into the terrible. You know what? I will. You're you're hearing it here first. I'll do some national treasure thing. I'll figure it out. Are we doing a national treasure themed improv show? (laughs) We are now. (laughs) Because I have to yes and you. Those are the rules. Um, Let's see. I'm tr- I, I didn't take a lot of notes because I was genuinely like watching and enjoying the movie. Yeah. No, I, I started doing that. I was like up front. I was writing stuff down super hard. Uh, but then, yeah, I got I got pulled back into it and just couldn't uh, couldn't get away. Yeah. Like, I mean, the weirdest part of this movie, I think, is just the fact that um, Jonathan Hyde plays Van Pelt, who's like that game hunter. But he also plays Alan's dad in the 60s. Yeah. Which no. I did not understand why they were doing that. Uh, uh, I think what's because there's that tying thing. Well, there's that uh, very much so toxic thing that he does when he's younger and about like fighting his bullies, uh, Billy Jessup or whatever. Oh, and he's like, you know, you got to be a man. Um, and a very similar line, I can't remember exactly what it was, but Van Pelt says it to him, you know, face me like a man. Um, I did I th- not make that connection. That's interesting. I think he's supposed to just be this... Um, I mean, maybe that maybe they didn't intend to do it that you know intensely, but I, I thought that... Uh, that's because the symbolism of him being, uh, you know, this authoritative figure that he's afraid of in the jungle that is supposed to, you know. Yeah, because like Patricia Clarkson plays his mom, and like mm. she, it's not that she also shows up as like a, I don't know, like an elephant or something. That's because they're like, okay, guys, we need to put some daddy issues in this movie somehow. Okay, uh, we get it. You're on the team and do that daddy. Issues. Hashtag daddy issues improv. Um, no, <laughs> that's not what I meant. Um, but no, it it is. <sighs> I don't know. Uh, that that's just uh, that's just one of those things where it's uh, you know we they kind of cashed in like a man and his father. You know that's the that's the the the, the, the cement of this. Yeah. This is the most important aspect. Even the... though you forget about it for so long. Yeah, who cares? It's like oh, there's more fun stuff happening. Yeah. Uh, also, the weirdest scene in the entire movie is with Van Pelt when he's in the gun store mm-hmm. and oh, he geez. just like throws down gold coins mm-hmm. and the guy's like that'll do or something and then the lady goes over to close the store so he can give them like some weird like gatling gun or something some some really terrifying semi-automatic gun yeah Um, oh and then the the guy that runs the gun shop is like you're not a you don't you're not a postal worker are you and i'm like wow no but nobody really says that anymore because like the whole going postal thing right that was a deal people were saying that 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 was a big 90s thing i remember uh a mad tv sketch from the 90s where it's just three postal workers that decide to do a murder-suicide in the same post office on the same day. Jeez. The one reason I liked it is because it had John C. McGinley from Scrubs, <laughs> and he he's just great in it. Nice. And it's kind of funny, but at the same time, I'm like, this is such a weird thing to make a sketch about. No. Uh, I think Van Pelt's character, they take it really far. Like, it would be very... Like, that wouldn't... I don't know. That wouldn't fly right now like, at all. But at the same time... Like, it also makes sense because he's like a game hunter and like they're doing this whole like mysterious 1800s jungle explorer thing. So yeah. it's like, okay, you're going to have some crazy guy in there. But it's weird that he wasn't, he just wasn't leading into the whole like the most dangerous game is man or something. Yeah, I mean, it, it is interesting that he only hunts human beings. Like that's his thing. Like, sure. And he rolled. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I also, I mean, I guess only Alan he's after for a fair amount of. I mean, yeah, he's Alan making shots rolled. at everybody else, but still, right, right, right. It's so that's a lot of warning shots for everybody else. Every, yeah. Oh my god. Well, that and uh, when he like when he's like shooting up the um, the department store. Yeah, uh, I, I thought it was just a Kmart. Sir, save a lot. Oh, <laughs> <good>. <laughs> I remember writing that down and being like, "That's a really important aspect of this movie." <laughs> yes. No. Uh, it is. 
It is absolutely ridiculous how much uh, there's like people like looting because that's what happens when uh, stampedes and stuff like that yeah. happen apparently. Um, and, and like there's the people who are like rummaging and grabbing stuff off the shelves. He starts shooting up into the air and there's like a, well, there's like a person who like takes a second before actually like like they're like still oh. looting. They're like but like they're like eh, I still kind of want to loot a little bit more and they're like <laughs> nah, you know what he did shoot a lot. I guess I'll stop. Okay, I'm also I I just looked up who. The little girl that played young Sarah is, and she, she's like a. Per, I didn't realize she's she was the original Elle Woods in the Legally Blonde musical. Oh wow! And also, I'm a big How I Met Your Mother fan, and she was uh, Robin's co-anchor Becky, oh, who was who was like the boats 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 lady. I would have I would have never gotten that, and I've actually I haven't watched that in so long, but still, that's amazing. Yeah. Okay. Because cool. you yeah no you do I definitely uh, I was like what ever happened to these people same thing with the actor that played peter you know where are they now kind of stuff yeah i peter i think i don't think does stuff anymore i hope he's like an accountant or he owns like a, a waffle store yeah, we, we we talked about <laughs> this last week that like uh, uh yeah like so many people just end up being real estate people um not a bad way to go oh he seems to be he co-founded a cocktail community geared towards bartending education and liquor reviews yeah get a real job good job yeah. yeah. <laughs> Get a real job. Never mind. Acting's not a real job. He also <laughs> is the original voice of Tails for Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, that's and cool. he was Chip in Beauty and the Beast. That I did know. I don't remember where I found that out. Um, but I don't know why. I, it, like, I see it so well. There's something about that kid that I'm just like, oh, yeah, no, I can see that. Like, he he was, yeah, he. Because did he do that afterwards? Um, I, I believe like, it was either right afterwards or like around the same time. Cause I can't remember when even Beauty and the Beast was. Oh Jeez. yeah, he's like a full adult now. That, uh, that's what bugs me out. I can't, I can't. I keep watching all these movies and being like, "Oh yeah, that came out like ten years ago," and then it's like been yeah, like five years. He seems to do like a little bit of acting here or there. Um, like he was on an episode of Star Trek Voyager and also an episode of Mr. Show. So that's oh, fun. Get that I, Mr. Show I episode. Guess. Yeah, but I guess his his career didn't explode. No, I mean there are a lot of like people in this movie that obviously, I mean, like David Allen Greer, like obviously have it, but I mean like in terms of amongst the core people, um, I don't even remember who the actress that plays, oh, Bonnie Hunt. Yeah. I haven't seen Bonnie Hunt in like anything for some reason in a long well, time. She, she like a, she had like a, a daytime talk show for a while for some reason. Hmm. Um, <laughs> what is, what is she doing now? I feel like she was in a recent thing. No, she was not. She was in something called Escape at Danamora. Huh. So, on Showtime, so no one saw it. Um, yeah, she's just... Oh, she was in Cars. I never saw that she was She was the main car in Cars. She's, oh, she's the car. Yeah, she's the titular car. Yeah, she's <laughs> Sally. Yeah, oh, she yeah, she's the main girl ca- car in the first one that has... She's, like, blue and she has eyelashes because she's a girl car. That's how that works. Those are yeah. the rules. <laughs> cool. We, fa- we, we cracked the code. Um, yeah, I... Like, uh, it was also weird near the end when, like, all hell is breaking loose. Um, Aunt Nora, David Allen Greer, they're coming back to the house. And Peter just locks Aunt Nora in a closet. Oh, yeah. Yeah, sure. As you do. Well, I mean, she, she, uh, uh, she fell in there, to be fair. It was her choice to go in and there. Then, <laughs> and then he was like, uh, don't worry about it. And then he closed and locked yeah, yeah. it. We'll, we'll be back. We'll be fine. Uh, yeah, no, she came back to... Uh, that's right. This is This is when... 
Um, is this pre uh, the monsoon and everything? Yeah. This is this is post monsoon. Oh, it's geez. right after the monsoon because oh, remember geez. they open the door and then all the water comes out and there's a crocodile. Yes. Um, uh, actually, I love that because I specifically was doing the back and forth while I was watching. I was like, is that an alligator or is that a crocodile? Is that an alligator or a crocodile? And then they make a joke out of it because you know Sarah's just like, you saved me from an alligator. And he's like, no, it's actually a crocodile. Oh. <laughs> yeah, because you know, let's take a moment and we're gonna mansplain in the middle of the movie. Real quick. <laughs> it took 39 minutes for me to do a bad Robin Williams impression. That's okay. a, that's got to be some restraint no, on that my part. That was amazing. It was, uh, it was thank perfect. You. Um, <laughs> also, R.I.P. Robin Williams. This yeah, is, I know. It's crazy that Queer Month has coincided with two movies in a row where like the big star died horrifically <sighs> yeah. and too soon. Because uh, I think <sighs> we were talking about this last week when uh, we were talking about you coming on the show. Like... Mm. Uh, we both like found out about Robin Williams' death in a crazy weird way. Yeah, I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay, um, so mine was just. Uh, I mean, it's not like this is like a crazy weird way. It was just like in such a, I don't know, like bizarre, uh, bizarre. Yeah, it, yeah. I, I, like I went to a uh, dollar store to get myself a good old Arizona iced tea, and uh, as I'm cashing out, it's like when people have a car accident or recall everywhere they were. <laughs> Uh, no, and I, uh, was just cashing out, like, this person who was, like, just, like, comedically, like, just all black and kind of like, uh, if, like, Daria and, I don't know, Death, uh, had a baby, <laughs> um, and, like, made a, a clothing line, that was their general outfit, and, uh, they're just like, did you hear? I was like, what? And they just, like slowly pushed their cell phone on the counter to me and it was a news article saying that he had died and i was just like i'm like i, I didn't know if this person had like waited they're like the next person i'm gonna like <laughs> like they're like how do i should i what should i say should i stoically <laughs> what do i stoically say should how, i should i do it in a mrs doubtfire yeah, voice? like how 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 fast do i push the phone like do i throw <laughs> it do i hand it over no but i mean like it was just one of those things where i'm just like that was a weird way for you to express this to yeah. a stranger <laughs> thanks for the iced tea <laughs> have a nice day so that i i if i remember correctly it was 2014 oh, i think yeah, I... i'm pretty sure so i um i was working as a camp counselor and all the kids had left it was like mid-august so we were like cleaning up the camp like uh disinfecting everything and so we're all having lunch um we're all just kind of like relaxing and I had just gotten a smart... I'm pretty sure it was 2014 because I had just gotten a, an iPhone for the first time and I was feeling cool. Welcome to the future. Uh, I had a really dumb case that I bought. It was like really bulky for no reason because I was like, I'll drop it. I didn't. Um, <laughs> so I'm on my phone and I just like start seeing like Facebook and Twitter are just flooded and like no one else around me is reacting. So I like stand up and I'm like, uh, hey guys, apparently... Robin Williams died. Yeah. And so I just like ruined everybody's day. Yeah, I think I think everybody's day got ruined by somebody that day. Yeah. Um, and it's one of those that I mean like we don't really have to get into the specifics of his death and what what happened, but I mean it's just like it's what like he just watching this movie just reminds me of just like how prolific and amazing he was at every... Even his worst movie, mm -hmm. he put his all into it. I don't know what his worst movie is. I was just trying to figure out what that was. I think people didn't like toys. I never even saw toys. 
Yeah, neither did I. We, that was nearly going to be the subject of, no, uh, of one of the movies this month, but he, I don't he think he could have made so many bad movies, and I wouldn't have cared. Like he was like, uh, yeah, I absolutely. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we might have talked about it on a recent episode, but the whole there's a whole thing between him and Disney when he was voicing the genie in Aladdin that like yeah, he fair. he was very clear that like he wanted to do the movie it was going to be fun but he didn't want all the marketing material just to be about him right because it shouldn't he didn't want it he thought like you shouldn't be cashing in on my who i am and when disney broke that promise he like just rage quit and was like like that's that was my one rule is just kind of like you promised me something and you took it away right and then when uh i forget who took over disney they like formally apologized to robin for doing that and he was like okay cool and, and, then then he did, and then he did Aladdin 3. <laughs> okay, cool. Nope, can't do it. I don't know how to do Robin Williams. Oh, wow. Oh, look at that. Oh, wow. I wasn't gonna <laughs> do, I didn't do Aladdin 2, but I'll do Aladdin 3. Use my voice in a video game. Oh, somebody <laughs> stop me. Oh, you know what's a great Robin Williams movie? Bird, The Birdcage. Uh, no, wait, hold on. Uh, is, that, is that the one where he's That's the one where he, Yeah, that's the one That's like, really, like, he's like the overbearing dad. Yeah. Oh, that's so... Yeah, I do remember that. That's one that even though it's like, again, 90s gay... I don't remember the I, plot, really, but... It's yeah. It's just like his his son's fiance. Her parents are like very traditional, and they are like not necessarily. I forget if it's they're not approving or they're just like oh we like we don't like the flamboyance and stuff because they run the nightclub, the birdcage. Yeah. Uh, and so it's just like about them like struggling and failing at like acting straight, and it's very fun. Yeah. It's, it's really like, difficult. It's, it's kind of like a John Waters movie, like very campy yeah. and goofy like that. Uh, but we love you, Robin Williams. Oh, uh, do. Uh, do. And also, I mean, you mentioned Mrs. Doubtfire earlier, and that's yeah. my family. That and Big Fat Greek Wedding are two favorite movies. Yeah, uh, I feel like uh, I've never well, I've never seen my Big Fat Greek Wedding. Oh my goodness! Uh, I will have to watch that at some point. Uh, Mrs. Doubtfire, I feel like it gets put in that category of like I feel like I'm uh, I don't know. In the same way that like uh, I never saw the movie Tootsie. Is that the that yeah? It was? The, when, like, okay, like, a man's dressing up in, like, a women's outfit, and that's, like, the joke. Uh, I don't know. I, 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 I like Mrs. Delphire. I'm like, I feel like I'm being, like, this is kind of interesting. I feel like I'm, um, uh, I'm being a bad trans. You know what no, I mean? Like, I'm breaking, well, I'm, I, I, like, I don't know. It's what you it's feel. again, I mean, binary I, black and white and rules and like stuff like that. Like, for me, at least, I think I, uh, like, the joke isn't necessarily, like, it starts off with being, like, like, you're dressing up as a woman, and, like, that's always, like, a shocking thing. But, uh, like, it's more just, like, this is a crazy way for him to, like, try to be close with his kids. And, oh, yeah. like, no, it's a, I think, it's and a the wild stuff to do. But, <laughs> but the motivation behind his character, I think, like, even though it's weird, it's it makes sense. And, like, he also, the voice that he does is, like, not, like, over the top. It's not, like, in oh, grade school it. and you'd be like, oh, I'm a girl. No. It's, like, very. Hello. <laughs> yeah, no, it's hello, very. Hello, Diddy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. And, like, the cute little moment with the bus driver. Oh, my God. Like, and Tootsie, I haven't seen in years. Well, I've, like, never, I, I've never seen it. I just I just know that there's, like, a lot of, like, controversy. Yeah, because, well, stuff. yeah, the whole thing is, uh, at least, the, I know the musical is different, but I think if I remember the Broadway, the, the movie itself is, like, it's working in an office or something. But I just remember, I have good memories of that movie because my, my grandfather, who, like, very, him and I are very similar and just, like, goofy comedy and stuff like he that was one of his favorites like that and like Fletch so like hmm. I watched that movie a lot and I'm sure if I watched it now I would kind of be eh about it especially because like yeah Dustin Hoffman kind of sucks but 
I, I don't know. I like I totally get it. I, 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 I think there, I think there's more case against Tootsie than Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah, I think so too. I, I, I guess I shouldn't necessarily put them in the same category. Um, but, but I mean, yeah, you know, it, it makes sense. Yeah, I don't know. I'm always just kind of like, uh, I don't know. I guess I'm just as tentative and tiptoey about a couple things as as, as we all tend to be right now. Sure. Uh, which is good because we're we're asking questions. We're we're questioning whether or not uh, we're making enough space for people. Uh, yeah, and, and like this is a conversation where it's like, why are people up in arms? It's like I understand why. Theoretically, people would be against this. Yeah. Uh, really big right now is just, like, validating people's reality. Regardless yeah. of whether, you know, like, let's, let's take a, stack, a second away from who's right, who's wrong, and, and absolutes. And just, like, be like, yo, your feelings that you're having right now, they're real. Yeah. <laughs> High five, dude. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah, uh, uh, do, you have any, do you have any final thoughts about Jumanji before uh, we kind of rank it? Or final rank thoughts. It? If I were to... Yeah, like, I'm trying to think of... What, oh, random what? facts. I don't know if you know this. We have a Van Pelt Street here in Philadelphia. I did not know I that. only found that out because, like, the day after we said that we were going to do this movie, I was driving around, and I was like, no, fucking I might shit. Have, I might have driven through there. Like, it sounds familiar, but I, I don't it's, think I've... It's somewhere down in, uh, in South Philly. I was, when I was working and just driving around, I kind of oh, just okay. came across... Um, you know, I don't, I wouldn't say any necessarily, like, in terms of, like, general thoughts about the movie, um, it's, it's, it's not enough action. It's, it's kind of, uh, like, I know there's, the action's intense and everything like that, but it's just, like, uh, I wish there was more. I wish there was just a lot of, like, more rapid fire stuff happening out of the game. Um, yeah, like, I, I, I kind of think, like, I completely forgot the whole prologue with 1969. Like, I, I thought that... I thought that Robin Williams just kind of showed up, and then we were all like, "Okay, we're dealing with this now." No, there's just like uh, there's just nothing. Uh, yeah, it doesn't like it doesn't really get going for a while. Yeah, uh, which is definitely a little bit frustrating. I mean, yeah, give me the good stuff. Give me the chaos. Give me the good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so now is uh, the part of the podcast where uh, we rate everything. Uh, we rate zero to five. You can be as minute oh. and specific with your rating as possible. Uh, we'll start with you, Kai. What do you What do you think you want to give this? And keep in mind, you've seen two other oh, yeah. Jumanji type films, and I've only seen the one. So, as much as this was like a repetitive watch, and I should love this movie so much for the rest of my life, kind of movie, I'm gonna be a little harsh. And Ooh. yeah, no, uh, I'm gonna give it a two point nine. Whoa! Yeah, I know. I know. I've listened to the rankings on a, on a couple of your other movies, and I know I might get some. You know. Some some shit for this a little bit. Yeah, yeah you um, Minneapolis people don't yeah. mind. <laughs> I'm already yeah no already, <laughs> yes already uh, detach and not associate with me. That's good. <laughs> uh, no, I I think I think that's f- fair. Uh, I was you know coming in here actually with a little bit of a higher number, but the more and more I think about it and talk about it, uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I respect it. I disagree, but I. Really <laughs> <laughs> Are you coming at me with like a five? <laughs> not quite. So I I I just like had a really nice time like. Jumanji is one of those movies that I feel people talk about a lot, but I just have not seen that many times. But And watching it again, I was surprised and I was kind of delighted. I, I, you know, I didn't expect it to be as enjoyable as it was. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'd watch it again, definitely. Uh, if kids are around me in the future, I'd be like, let's watch this. Even though Robert, Roger, D., Roger Ebert and Robin Williams both thought it was a little too scary for kids. Oh, really? Yep. Uh, Robin Williams did not want his kids to see it. Uh, and they did eventually, probably. I mean, those CGI monkeys are terribly bad and terrifying. Oh my goodness, so I can see monkeys. why you wouldn't want to subject small beings to the it. The practical effects <laughs> in this movie are so great, and those monkeys are terrible. But, uh, uh, 
Just because I, I very much enjoyed myself. I'm giving Jumanji a 4.2. 4.2? Yeah. Whoa! Okay. But hey, I mean, look, you you liked it all right. I liked it a little bit more. Yeah. But remember, it's all about what the average is. And averaging it out, Two. crunching the numbers, uh, we're giving Jumanji a 3.55. That's still pretty, that's still pretty good. It's pretty decent. So that's putting it right above uh, Mary Poppins and right below Beetlejuice. Whoa. Okay, that's messing with my head. Cause like I, I, <laughs> no, I, I guess call, I can I see call Beetlejuice it. a little bit better than Jumanji. Yeah. And Mary Poppins is kind of a boring ass movie. Yeah. No, I would completely agree with that. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Let's just let's just do this again. We're gonna review Beetlejuice just again. <laughs> uh, Beetlejuice too. Well, speaking of queer people, that w- that was I believe. Nope. Never mind. Wait. Yeah, Wait. No. Nope. Different. Never nope. mind. Wrong. <laughs> might be queer but not the queer person that i was thinking of um oopsies so uh you'll never know (laughs) guy thank you so much for for coming on it uh obviously uh you have your uh uh improv teams uh well promote whatever you like uh i'll I'll promote love no uh my name (laughs) is kai i go by kai bobby b-o-b-b-i uh because when i legally changed my name i decided to make um my dad, Robert, which used to be my middle name, uh, a version of it legally. Um, oh, that's Yeah, he that's hated cool. being called Bobby as a kid, so I thought for fun, just to be a little uh, antagonist, I'd oh, change my legal name to Bobby. Say Bobby. Yeah. <laughs> Bobby De Niro. But then I, uh, then I did it with an I just to make it gayer. So Kai Bobby, <laughs> if you want to find me on the internet world, uh, be my friend. That's that's what I'm promoting is, is friendship be and friend, love. please. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, you know, be nice to me too. Yeah. Uh, you oh, could... actually, more importantly, follow my cat on Instagram. Um non uh, species non-conforming that's literally the most important thing in my life to, to to brag about forget my comedy forget my art love my cat yeah yeah i see you use that hashtag a lot and i'm like okay hashtag species non-conforming yeah because i'm like wait your cat is whatever yeah it, play, it plays fetch and loves belly rubs it's never hissed oh <laughs> well that explains it now that we got to the bottom of that um uh i also realized that we forgot to uh and eh, never mind uh, let's just... You're giving a lot of teasers. <laughs> no, I just forgot. I forgot to mention the weirdest line in the entire movie to me, which is uh, Kirsten Dunn's looking at the pieces moving, and she goes, it's got to be microchips or something. No, 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 no. Oh, sorry, I'll do this real too. But it's also, um, it's a direct relationship to um, when it happens in the beginning, and it's in uh, 1969 where it's like, it's got to be mi- uh, it's got to be magnetized or something. Oh, yeah. So yeah, they yeah. just did the exact same thing, but brought it to, you know, the future. To the modern 90s. Yeah. Uh, well, great. We're, let's, we did it? Yeah, we, we did it. We succeeded. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, write and review us on iTunes, please. It helps us a lot. But uh, that is all for today. We will hear you next week. And uh, go, go, Gadget, and show, Queen. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>